Welcome. This is Pastor Danny with Word of Faith Family Church in beautiful Lander, Wyoming. Thank you for taking the time to join us today. I pray you will be energized and strengthened as you listen to God's Word. Well, we are um, we're starting a, a new series today uh, called Oh Holy Night. And uh, tonight, uh, today, I want to... Uh, uh, do this uh, beginning of this series on the Messiah. Uh, how many of you know what Messiah means? Anybody? Any ideas? Any thoughts? I'm sorry? God with us? What else? Huh? Teacher? Salvation? Okay. Well, and, and, and all these are good, and it's true. And the main meaning of the Messiah is the deliverer. How many of you know that Jesus was the Messiah? He was the deliverer that came. And with, when he came, he brought deliverance in many forms. Uh, deliverance out from under Satan's domain. Uh, and he came to bring unity back to the Father to renew men and women back to the Heavenly Father once again. Aren't you thankful for the Messiah that came to do that? He was the, the one that paid the price. But today I want to talk about some things a little bit, I guess I could say it like this. What does Messiah mean to you or what has it meant to you up to this point? What will it continue to mean to you? Because how many of you know the Messiah wasn't just for that time, he's still our Messiah today. Yep. Amen? He was the Messiah to the Jewish people. He was the Messiah. They looked at him. The Jewish, uh, uh, the Jewish people looked at him as their Messiah, as their Redeemer, as, as one to come. And so um, we're going to kind of look at some things. So if you want to go ahead in the process of it and, and turn, if you would, to uh, Isaiah chapter 9. And we're going to look at, uh, at something that Isaiah said. And how many of you know uh, uh, there's a lot of things that's foretold in the Old Testament for us? It's pretty cool. Uh, because when, when there's things that's spoken beforehand to us, uh, he, he wants us to know that it's coming. I'm just thankful that God doesn't just all of a sudden drop something on us. Oh, well, it'd be nice to have information on that. And uh, thank God that God used uh, prophets. He used people. He, meant, he used mouthpieces in the Old Testament to speak of things that would come in today's time. And we even talked about that a little bit as we did the last series that we did, how that, how that there was things that the prophet Joel said that, he prophesied that, that God in the last days would pour out his spirit upon all flesh. And, uh, and what would happen? And it, did it happen that way? And is it still happening today? Absolutely. And so here's something else. When you look in Isaiah, uh, let's look at uh, verse 9, or chapter 9, I mean. Um, and then verse 6 says, that Unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulder. And his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. 
upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order it and establish it with judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. So this was the, this was the pronunciation of uh, or the, or the proclamation of the, Messiah, of the coming Messiah that would come and that this deliverer would come and would bring freedom. And so we know that that's always been looked at and still today many of the Jewish people still uh, uh, don't believe that the true Jesus himself, the Messiah, has come. They know that, that there's been Messiahs came and, and brought deliverance and things that, that was said and done. But uh, many of them still don't believe. They're still waiting on Jesus to come. And, uh, um, but we know he's come, praise God. We know that he's come, and we know that he's redeemed us, and uh, we're so thankful for that. And so as uh, we're, we're going to look at some things. What does, what does the uh, uh, Messiah mean to us? Well, if I were to ask you this question, what has the Redeemer, what has the Messiah meant to you in your life? We know that one of the, the greatest things, the first things that he did to us was to bring salvation to us, right? He brought Jesus was, uh, was God's son that was sent into the world as a lamb that was slain uh, for us, a perfect lamb, and, and brought redemption to mankind. And as we receive of that, then we are born again, our, whole, our heart is changed, our life is changed, praise God. And so that begins us on a great journey of freedom. Yet sadly, many people stop after that. This is what's very sad, and we call that, we have a term for that sometimes. I do, I call it fire insurance. That, well, they're okay, they, they bought a fire insurance policy, so to speak. They, they asked Jesus into their heart, but that's as far as they went because they just didn't want to end up uh, spending eternity in hell, which is a good reason, but at the same time, uh, uh, how many of you know that there's much, much more that the Messiah has brought to us in the realm of freedom and victory in our lives? So um, I know that uh, for a while in my uh, life, there was a period of time that it didn't go a whole lot further than salvation, even though I got filled with the Holy Spirit. Then how many of you know that there's, there's cooperation on our part? Yep. We cooperate with him. You know, through the scripture many times we see Paul talked about putting on Christ. Well, what does that mean to put on Christ? We know that we've been redeemed. We know the Messiah has come for us. We receive what he's presented to us. We'll receive that freedom in our life. But there's a growing, isn't it? There's putting on. We look into the law of liberty. We look into the word of God. And when we do, or it's referred to as the mirror of the word, and we look into this mirror, into this word, and we are changed into that very same image day by day. We're changed as we look into it. The word becomes a part of us. As we look into the Word of God, and only the Word of God can do that because it's the only Word that's alive, that will never pass away, that will never die, but it creates. When you, when you take that Word in, it creates on the inside. Jesus said that He was the Word, or John talked about the Word made flesh and dwelt among us. It's the Word of God. When we look into the Word, we're looking into the Messiah. 
We're looking into Jesus himself. Amen? And so as we do, as we look into him, we are changed day by day into that image. What image? The image of the word, of the mirror that we're looking into. Jesus, but really God himself, because Jesus was a portrayal of, of the Father. Okay, so when we look into Jesus, we're looking into the Father. We're looking into God himself. We're looking into the Messiah. We're looking into where our help comes from. And that's why if we choose not to look into the Word, we're not changed into that image. We are changed into images. We're changed into what we're looking into. So I ask you today, what have you been looking into? What's the majority, the makeup of what you've been looking into, dwelling upon, spending your time focusing on? Because that's what we're made up of, of what we look into. But as we look into the Word of God, it is life. And as we're changed into that image, we can say all day long, Jesus, change me, make me more like you. But it's not going to happen if we, don't, if we don't cooperate and look into the Word of God and allow that Word to be a part of us and allow that to begin to change us. Right? So, deliverance has come. Bondages is broken, freedoms come to us, but how many of you know there's many Christians today that are living in bondage, bondages, a lot of different, lot of different areas that they're in bondage of, a lot of, lot of things that have, are holding them back, a lot of things are keeping them from being where they need to be, and, 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 and so the, the, the promise of the Messiah was given to them, but it's given to us too. Even to this very day, even though it's been, it's been a long time that the Messiah came to the earth, many people on this very day today will experience the Messiah for the first time. Those that get born again, those that have a confrontation with him. Because when you come into his presence, everything changes, right? Everything is made brand new. Turn, in, uh, turn if you would, to... Uh, uh, well, you just keep your place there in Isaiah. We'll, we'll go to that in just a minute because I want to touch on a couple of things. Luke 2, uh, which is our, talks about, uh, uh, you know, this, this, why we celebrate Christmas, that, uh, uh, you know, the Savior comes, the Son is born, the Savior come into the world today, uh, and, and which was spoken of that would happen back in Isaiah that would take place. But now we fast forward into the New Testament, and Luke talks about it. Many different places in Scripture talks about the Messiah has come. He's here amongst us. And, 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 and of course, uh, many people looked at it as, a, uh, as an infringement upon uh, uh, something in their life. We know that the, the, the Romans, uh, they took offense with uh, this king that was going to come because he was... Uh, he took the form of a king, right? He took the form of a king, king of the Jews. And, and of course, many of the, the, the Pharisees and Sadducees and the, and the religious leaders and the Jewish uh, people, too, began to look at this and said, okay, here's a king. They're raising up a king to overthrow this kingdom. And they, so they wasn't seeing this, the heavenly kingdom, the spiritual kingdom. They were concerned about the earthly kingdom. They didn't want to be, uh, they didn't want this new king because they wasn't voting for him, so to speak. But how many of you know he wasn't talking about that kind of a 
kingship. He wasn't talking about that. And uh, then when people began to see him for who he was and who he, who he is today, they began to look into him and he began to be that redeemer or that Messiah to them. So here we are, fast forwarded in the New Testament. We're here today. We're in this generation. We're uh, um, 2023. And we can still today share with people that there is a Messiah that has come to bring deliverance to their lives. Because there's, how many of you know, there's people around us that are hurting. There's people around us that are in bondages in some uh, manner or another. So I wrote down a few things and uh, uh, of some things where deliverance has come to us, obviously. And so I'll, I'll, I'll shoot off a couple of things. And then this can be class participation. You can join in here. So some of the things that kind of spur your thoughts a little bit. What has he, uh, uh, what is he came to bring deliverance from? Well, he's gave us uh, from deliverance from bondage of really of every kind, which could be sickness. And sometimes when we say sickness, you know, we think about with our physical body. But how many of you know there's much more sickness than that? There's a sickness, uh, a mental uh, sickness that uh, people deal with uh, sometimes and sometimes can even be worse than a physical sickness, uh, uh, something that's going on in the mind, in the realm of the mind. How many of you know there can be an emotional sickness, an emotional instability, you know, that, are, that is just not, not right? And, of course, obviously, there's the physical, with our physical body, the sickness. How many of you know that Jesus, one of the things that he uh, died for, that he came to redeem us from, was sickness? See, that was under the curse of the law. Poverty, sickness, and death. The eternal separation from God. Jesus came, he was the Messiah, came to us to redeem us from this, the curse of the law. And if he redeemed us from something, he redeemed us to something, right? So he redeemed us from the curse of the law, poverty, sickness, and death. And he, he redeemed us from that into a spirit of life in Christ Jesus. This, what's the spirit of life in Christ Jesus? It's life in him. It's the freedom from every kind of sickness and disease that there could possibly be. The greatest thing that he redeemed us from, obviously, was this death, this separation from God, and from the sin that could control us or could uh, have its way in our lives. But how many of you know, if you've been born again, that you're no longer a sinner, you are, have been redeemed from sin, praise God. doesn't mean that we can't uh, sin. We, we're, we've been given a will to choose, but we're not made to sin. Sin presents itself to us. Sin, we know, we talked about. It's a term, archery term. It means to miss the mark. I mean, all of us sometimes in our daily life uh, uh, will miss the mark at times. It doesn't mean that we are a sinner. If we have that sinner mentality, that's all we'll do. That's all we'll, we'll focus on. But, but the Bible says, let the redeemed of the Lord say so. Say what? I'm redeemed, praise God. Redeemed from what? Redeemed from the power of sin. Broken over our lives, praise God. So even though sin is available around us, yet many religious people and religion teaches you, oh, you're just an old sinner. We're old sinners. No, we were old sinners, but we've been redeemed, praise God. 
We've been made the very righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. Hallelujah. Now, the spirit of religion has a hard time with saying, oh, I can't say I'm righteous. I can't say I'm not, not a sinner. I can't say that. What, that's the, we, we know that Jesus, what he did was enough for us. It set us free from sin. Amen? By saying, I'm just an old sinner, we're basically uh, giving a slap in the face of Jesus and saying, what you did was not enough to set me free. I beg to differ with you. It was enough. And we are royalty. We've been made royalty with him. If you and I have been made royalty, how many of you know that if you had children and you were royal and your children was born, and if your child went around and said, oh, I'm just nothing, I'm just lowly, I can't do anything right, you want to slap little Johnny or grab him by the back of the neck and say, hey, boy, you're a part of royalty here. Quit acting like that, quit thinking about yourself like that, and quit talking like that. Well, guess what? We've been redeemed, praise God. We're part of the royal family. Amen. We're sons and daughters of the Most High God. There's a great price that was paid for us to be redeemed out of, of sickness, out of that, that uh, spirit of, of death, in, and, and, and redeemed and set into the spirit of life in Christ Jesus. So the, the, the price was paid was very great, and it was very good, and it's enough. It's more than enough. And so any bondages that you and I may be experiencing even today is that our choosing, it's not a God's choosing. It's because we haven't received the Messiah that has come and given us the freedom. We haven't partaken of that and said, yep, I choose to walk in this freedom. Hallelujah. So, something else. We've been delivered from sickness. Uh, of different kinds. How about poverty? We talked about poverty. What's poverty? And that's not just uh, 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 financial poverty. It can be poverty in many different areas of our life. But poverty is under the curse. Poverty, a lack and not having enough. What did Jesus do when he was on the earth? He was always concerned about something when, when, when they wasn't whole in some manner. If they was poor in some manner. Now, I'm not just talking about financially. Poor in some manner, which could even be poor physically, which could be sickness. Uh, they didn't have health in their body or, or, or mental or anything like that. But uh, the lack of it, and of course the peace of God is the shalom. It is nothing missing, nothing broken. Amen? And so that's what Jesus, the Messiah, came and brought to us, and that's what's available to us. Hallelujah. Wholeness in every area. So poverty that's under the curse don't have any place. It was dealt with, and we'll get into this here in just a minute. It was dealt with on the cross. It was dealt with in hell itself. The power of poverty was broken over our lives. And thank God we don't have to succumb to that spirit. It's in the world, but that but we're in the world, but we're not of the world, right? And so even though it's operating in the world around us, guess what? We don't have to be poor in any area because he was, the Bible says he was made rich so that we, or he was made poor so that we could become rich. Hallelujah. Rich in what? Rich in all areas. Again, don't just get the mindset of, of finances. It's all areas of our lives. But it does include finances too. God doesn't want you and I to be poor. 
You know, there used to be a used to be a, a, a thing around. Well, there still is in, in the religious world a lot, especially with preachers or pastors. The idea of, well, keep your pastor poor, he'll preach better. Boy, if that's not religion, I don't know what is. I can tell you right now, you're not going to keep this preacher poor because I've found out the promises of God is to me. How can I be a giver? How can I take care and do the business that God wants me to do if I'm poor? No, I, I refuse that. Because God, it's, it's through Him. But I, I, I want to be a blessing. I want to be blessed so that I can be a blessing. I want each one of you to be so blessed, praise God, that every time you turn around, you're just blessing somebody else. Praise God. Hallelujah. God wants, us, wants to bless us. We see a lot of, a lot of places in Scripture, uh, you know, talking about Jesus Himself. People say, well, Jesus was poor. Tell me where you get that from. One place you'll get that from is, 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 is religion. Uh, now, there was, a, there was uh, things that he uh, uh, chose to walk in at the time before his death. He chose to walk in those areas of not having certain things. It wasn't, it wasn't a God's choosing. It was his choosing, his own choosing himself. But he was, uh, uh, how would you like to have uh, uh, a minimum of 12 disciples that you took on the road with you you had to pay for their food, meals, their clothes, and everything. And he said, don't you worry about that. You leave that at home. Come with me, and I'll provide for you. Hallelujah. I don't know too many ministry teams that makes up of at least 13 people as they go out on the road. Plus, there was more, too. We know that there was not just the 12 that went with them. At times, there was many more. Hallelujah. And, 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 and having a seamless robe when you was crucified in that they cast lots to have that it was so special, the material that was used in it. And, and there's many different things. Well, Jesus set the standard to say, you know what? You don't have to be in bondage to any of these things. I've come to bring you more than enough. Hallelujah. So, so I've got some others here, but let's just, uh, let's just open this up a little bit. What's some things that he's come to bring deliverance from? Maybe you've experienced it in your own life, deliverance in some way. What's something? Somebody just call it out. Unforgiveness. Okay. Well, that's a choice that we make. That's a choice that we have to choose to, to forgive someone, right? But he has given us the power of it. To break that, right? To be able to forgive. What's something? Fear. Oh, that's good. Aren't you glad that we don't have to be controlled by fear? Especially the tor tormental side of fear? Now, we know that the Bible talks about to fearing the Lord. It's the reverential fear of the Lord. And no place are we to be in fear and in terror of God. Matter of fact, we're told to come crawl up on his lap. Praise God. Amen. Come boldly to the throne. Amen. What's something else that we've been delivered from? Depression. Well, that's a good one. How about all depression family? How about depression, oppression, and possession? Right? We've been delivered of all of them, praise God. It's so good when you see somebody that's been possessed in some way. They've had oppression on their life so long that they've gotten possessed. They've opened their, 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 their lives up to the enemy in some way. And man, see them get free, lay hands on them, cast that thing out of them, praise God, just like Jesus told the disciples to do, and see them set free. Oh, man, it's a new day, praise God. 
or those that's lived an oppressed life, that's lived a life pushed down and head hanging down and just no hope of of tomorrow, but being given a fresh start, a new hope. Oh, there's such freedom in that. Amen? Amen. There is so freedom. The depressed, the depression, the spirit of depression that would come on people. It'll try to come on anybody. But guess what? We don't have to take it. We say, nope, 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 nope. The Messiah has come for that. And he's brought me freedom, praise God. I refuse to be oppressed or depressed. Right, Kathy? Amen. Praise God. And he has come to set us free. Praise God. Somebody said something else. Illness, yeah, which is, it could be sickness, but it could be illness in a lot of different means. Uh, who said addiction? I'm sorry? Lies and unbelief. Impurity. What was it again you said? Addiction. Oh, aren't you thankful for freedom from addiction? We don't have to be a slave to any of these things. We don't have to be a slave to fear. We don't have to be a, a slave to, to uh, um, alcohol or drugs or, or uh, 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 any controlled substance of any kind. Hallelujah. Okay, somebody said something else. Greed? Grief. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Oh, that's a good one, praise God. He's come to bring us freedom. So what's the opposite of grief? Joy comes in the morning, right? The Bible says, trade that off for joy. Oh, isn't that much better? Praise God. Uh, But I like what I thought you said first was greed. That's good. Been delivered from that. Amen. Condemnation. Guilt. Oh, isn't it good to be free from those things? And that's our everyday life, folks. That's where we're at today. We don't have to put up with that a single day or even an hour of the day. Hallelujah. So a key is when we see some of these things begin to come, that we, we right away, we recognize it and say, no, 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 no. That's not, I, I'm, I'm not, not going to walk there. I'm not going to live there. I'm not going to live there for an hour. I'm not going to live there for 15 minutes. I'm not going to live there for a minute. But it begins to come immediately. We can thrust that off and say, no, 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 no. I've been looking into the law of liberty, and I see who I am. I'm putting on Christ. Praise God. He is my Messiah. He's my Redeemer. He's the one who has set me free. He's the one who has brought me freedom. Praise God. doesn't matter whether we feel like it or not, because we walk by faith and not by sight, don't we? Doesn't matter what it looks like. Doesn't matter what it feels like. We know what the Word of God says. It's true. It's, it's, it, 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 never, it's, it never lies. And I think, uh, uh, Diana, you said uh, uh, lies. Oh, I tell you, it's be good to be free from lies. The lies of the enemy. He'll come along. Pss, pss, pss. You're nothing. You're a nobody. You can't do nothing. You can't do anything right. But we say, no, 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 no. We know that's not true because we know that God says I'm valuable and precious. God says I'm more than a conqueror. God says I'm an overcomer, praise God. God says I've been made royalty, praise God. Amen. That's better than any lies that would come along, isn't it? 
He's given us. He's, he's given us freedom every day of our life. Every day of our life. Anything else that you can think of? Hopelessness. Oh, he's come to bring us hope. I, I, I tell you what, it's, 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 a, it's a very discouraging place to not have hope. I said it's a very discouraging place if you've ever been there and it looks like all hope was lost, all hope was gone in something. But then when the hope came again, when it was restored, oh, the joy that came, praise God. Now I can move forward. Many people in life today, their hope's been dashed because of things and circumstances. But I, I tell you what, that person, that, that, that when it looks like that, begins to get into the Word of God, all of a sudden that hope will come again. What happens is so much of the time that we get our eyes on natural things. We get our eyes on the circumstances around. I, I, you know, when, when discouragement, I've said this many times before, discouragement comes when we look, when, when something doesn't meet up to our expectation. Discouragement comes when something doesn't meet up to our expectation. Every one of us has expected certain things to work out this way or that way, and then it didn't happen. What happens? It's like discouragement tries to set in. But how many of you know we can't get our eyes on that? We've got to keep our eyes on the Master. Keep our eyes on the Messiah that has came, praise God, and brought, brought deliverance to it. He defeated all that. All these things were defeated between the cross and hell itself. All these things were dealt with, and victory was wrought in the middle of all of them. For us today, praise God, and tomorrow, and next week, and next month, praise God. All of this was given for us, so that regardless of what would come along, we've already got the victory. And so, when we see things that tries to steal our hope, uh, that our hope is dashed in things, what do we do? We get our nose back into the Word of God. We begin to find out what God said. He says, I have good plans for you. Jeremiah 33, 11, right? Or 29, 11, I mean. Jeremiah 29, 11. What's he say? He says that I have a plan for you. It's a good plan. It's a plan for success and not for failure. Amen. It's a good plan, praise God. And so we begin to look at that regardless of how our hopes might have been dashed in this situation or that situation or what have come along. We see that Oh, the, there's hope in the Word of God that the, the promise is greater than anything that naturally could come along here on this earth. So what are we looking at? What have we got our eyes on? What are we looking at and, 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 and how is that controlling our life? What's going on around us? Have you ever had somebody that's told you something and didn't keep their word? I think we all have. Somebody said something or, and, and, said, and, and, and you were really looking forward to it and then it didn't work out or something didn't happen that way. You know, we have a little saying, we say around our house sometimes that, uh, uh, that uh, delay is not denial. Just because something gets delayed or something doesn't work out at that time doesn't mean it's not going to happen. Hallelujah. Some of you need to adopt that a little bit in your life and you've had things like that that's that's been delayed but praise God if God's promises it if it's still in your heart don't turn loose of it because what God said he'll do praise God amen, amen. he'll do it he'll do it he'll do it hallelujah and I've said this before many times I've said uh, uh, just to show you about how the feelings of the flesh are 
And I've asked this question, and I'll ask it again. How many of you today, sitting here in this room, have the same feelings that you had yesterday or a couple days ago? How many of you have, had, have different feelings today than you did yesterday or even the day before? Feelings about things, about situations. Maybe a couple days ago, maybe even yesterday, you was just discouraged about something. And today it's totally different. You know, it's amazing sometimes even just what a good night's rest will do. Or a good meal will do. Or good friends or good family around you, praise God, will do. Amen. It will. And sometimes we get so tied up and so bogged down in situations and things around us, but that's why we need to get into the Word of God, praise God. If, you're under a, if, if there's a, an attack that's come against you, whether it's been you know, through sickness or through some kind of a, 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 something that's come along, as you get into the Word of God, all of a sudden, that begins to lift. The life begins to come back fresh again. Aren't you thankful for that? Hallelujah. All right, now, so you're still over there in Isaiah, right? Hallelujah. You think so? All right. Isaiah 53. Let's go to Isaiah 53. You know where I'm going here. Many of you know where we're going. Hallelujah. So we're talking about the Messiah, what's, who he was, who he is, but who they saw him as. And we're going to start at verse 2, Isaiah 53, 2. I'm going to read this out just in New King James. You can, whatever translation is fine. Verse 2, Isaiah 53, 2. For he shall grow up before him as a tender plant. Now we know we're, he's talking about, Isaiah's talking about the Messiah. He's talking about Jesus, okay? So he shall grow up before him as a tender plant and as a root out of dry ground. He has no form or comeliness. And when we see him, there is no beauty that we should desire him. He is despised and rejected by men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we did not esteem him. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we esteemed him stricken, smitten by God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and by his stripes we are healed. Hallelujah. Not going to be, but we are. All we like sheep have gone astray. We have turned every one to his own way. And the Lord has laid on him the iniquity of us all. He was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. Who would he do all this for? Now let's put a personal me, right? He was led as a lamb to the slaughter, as a sheep before its shearers is silent. So he opened not his mouth. He was taken from prison and from judgment. And who will declare his generation? For he was cut off from the land of the living. For the transgressions of my people he was smitten. And they made his grave with the wicked, but with the rich uh, at his death. Because he had done no violence, nor was any deceit in his mouth. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. Why? Because it, it didn't please him in the, in the fashion of, oh yeah, because it was right for him to be bruised because he was doing it for us. Think that wouldn't be hard for a father? Matter of fact, the Bible says that it was the, the darkness was upon him so much that the father turned his own back on his son. He couldn't stand to look on it. It was so bad. 
That was our sin. That was the junk that we would have to deal with. Yet it pleased the Lord to bruise him. He was put him to grief. And when you make uh, his soul an offering for sin, he shall see his seed. He shall prolong his days, and the pleasure of the Lord shall prosper in his hand. He shall see the labor of his soul and be satisfied. By his knowledge, my righteous servant shall justify many, for he shall bear their iniquities. Therefore, I would divide him a portion with the great, and he shall divide the spoil with the strong, because he poured out his soul unto death. And he was numbered with the transgressors, and he bore the sin of many, and made intercession for the transgressors. He did this for us. He was our, he was our Redeemer. He is our Redeemer, praise God. He came to bring deliverance to us. He came to bring health and healing in every manner to us. He came to deliver anything that would need deliverance. There is not one single thing. Now, you have to know this because sometimes when we're going through things, it feels like we might be the only one going through it. You ever been there? It's like, man, I'm not seeing it with anybody else, but man, this, this is probably a first. Or even the doctors might say, well, this is a disease and it's like one in a million. And you think, great, that narrows the field a lot here. One in a million here. But guess what? Jesus took it. It wouldn't matter if it was one in, 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 in a trillion. It wouldn't matter. Because Jesus dealt with it. He took it. Nothing left un unturned. No stone left unturned. Nothing that he didn't deal with for us freely. So you can know this. that No matter what comes along, what kind of bondages would come, how it would make you feel, it's not one thing that you and I will ever experience that Jesus hadn't walked through. He was the Messiah come to bring deliverance to us. Aren't you thankful for that? So what's it going to be? What's it going to be tomorrow? What's it going to be in the days ahead? What's it going to be next year? We don't know. In, in our natural, we don't know the future, uh, uh, what's going to come upon the earth, what's going to happen, take place in our politics. or We don't know what's going to happen in, in our leadership, areas of leadership. We don't even know what's going to happen in our family and a lot of things. But we do know this, that no matter whatever happens, that the Messiah has already come. He's already brought help. He's here to get us through all the way to the end. Aren't you thankful for that? No matter what you deal with, whether it's on the job, whether it's in your family, whether it's outside your family, whether it's wherever it could possibly be, He's there and has in His hand deliverance for you and I. That's good news, praise God. Amen. I said, that's good news, glory to God. I'm so thankful that we don't have to live and, 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 and we don't have to show up in heaven and say, God, I would have done more but. Well, what's our buts? How's that going to stand? He said, uh, excuse me, did you read my word? I gave you deliverance in that. You didn't have to put up with that. You didn't have to uh, 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 tolerate that in life. I gave you the victory. I did it for you. I brought the freedom. So what's that look like during this season? Oh, I tell you what, it's, a, it's, it's amazing how the enemy will try to bring, and, and whenever we know that his M.O. is to steal, to kill, and to destroy, 
it's real easy to identify it, but sometimes when you're going through things, you don't, you don't recognize it right away. But, you know, he'll bring things like, well, this person wasn't with you last Christmas. Well, it's time to rejoice, praise God, if they're in glory and glory side. Hallelujah! That shouldn't be a sad time. That should be a rejoicing time. Glory to God. If you've left our planet Earth and in glory, would you want somebody weeping over you? You'd say, man, rejoice. <laughs> you don't know what's waiting for you. Hallelujah. Yeah. And so it's real easy to let, uh, you know, dwell on those things, begin to, oh, woe is me, and get that victim mentality going, kind of thinking about things like that. And that's why, folks, we've got to do something. We've got to cooperate with God. We've got to get into the Word of God. We've got to find out the deliverance that He has given us and receive of it and begin to walk in it and say, yep, yep, that's mine. And make a decision and say, no, I'm not going to walk that way. I'm not going to walk in this depression. I'm not going to partake of oppression or depression if it's dealt out. No, praise God, I choose to be happy. I choose to be joyful. I choose to spread that joy around. Because isn't, isn't this time of year supposed to be joyful, happy, good tidings to all? Yeah. Well, guess what? God wouldn't be the one to take that away. It'd be the enemy right there trying to steal it. Your joy, your, your peace, your good tidings. Because he knows that if he can steal that from us, we, he can keep us from being that one that gives it to others around us. So I want to encourage you this time of year. Make a decision. Here it is. First of December, going into it, praise God, just, to, just to getting into it. You know, of course, I know with some of you, Christmas season started last month. <clears throat> <laughs> but we had to let the turkey have his day, Right. And I suppose you're going to have turkey on Christmas, too. Yeah, okay. So, so regardless of, 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 of where we're at in here, this time of year, people need help. Some people don't know how to, how to walk in victory. They don't know how to take what's been given to them. They don't know what's available out there. But you and I should. Especially if we look into the law of liberty, if we look into the word of God, if we look into this and say, oh, this is, this is good. This is freedom. This is something that will keep me on top and not on the bottom. Yeah. Hallelujah. Yeah. I don't know about you, but I'd rather live on the top and on the bottom. Amen. 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 Yeah. I'd, rather, I'd rather live on the victory side than the defeat side. Yeah. It's our choice. The victory's been wrought. It's been given to us, but it's our choice where we're going to walk. It's our choice if we're going to cooperate. It's our choice if we're going to receive what the Messiah has already brought and given us and given us that freedom, praise God, so that we can help out, dish it out to other people. We can help them sit, set free. Oh, it's good. Let's stand our feet, praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Worship team, if you guys would come on up. Glory to God. We're going to close out with a song here today. But before we do that, before we do that, you know, you might be, have been dealing with some stuff. Everybody say stuff. How many of you know in this world there's stuff? 
There's stuff going on. There's stuff around us. There's stuff that'll come tomorrow. But guess what? Greater is he that's in us than he that's in the world. He's given the victory to us. Stuff will come. Stuff will go. And so regardless of what you're going through right now, we're not making light of that. We're not saying it's, it, it doesn't exist. It doesn't feel very real in, in, in what it is. But I'm here to tell you the Word of God is more real. This too will pass. Sometimes it's amazing what things uh, uh, come along and how that God will protect you and I. And He'll watch over us if we'll just let Him do it. So folks, we've got to let God be God. Cooperate with Him. Take Him at His word. And don't just lay around and do nothing. Come on now. We're due to be doers of the word and not hearers only. Because what happens if we're not a doer, if we're here only, we deceive our own selves. We're deceiving our own selves. And we can blame other people. We can blame other situations and on things and everything else. But it boils down to us. What are we doing with what's been done for us and been given to us? What are we going to do? So where you're at today, regardless of what's come along, guess what? You don't have to live there. Well, I tell you, that was liberating to me when I found out that I didn't have to be, I didn't have to live in poverty. I didn't have to live in sickness. I didn't have to live in any of that junk, oppression. I didn't have to live in any of that, praise God. He gave that freely. He gave the help to that freely. And it's up to us to do something about it. Well, pastor, you know, would you pray for this? Yeah, I can. But guess what? You've got more authority in your own life than what I do. You do. You've got more authority in your own life than I have in yours. I'm not putting it, well, yeah, I'm putting it off on you. <laughs> it is. I mean, I don't mind helping out. I'll do whatever I want to, but wouldn't you want the greater power working in your life? Absolutely. You know, and then a lot of people say, God, you know, God, will you deal with this for me? Will you? God said, no, you deal with it. I've already dealt with it. All you've got to do is say amen. So be it. Hallelujah. Father, I just pray for this over this congregation right now. Regardless of what, I, I know that there's some that's been going through some rough times in some areas. But Lord, you're the deliverer of from the rough times. You've brought freedom and victory regardless of what it looks like at the moment. We do walk by faith and not by sight. Lord, your word clearly tells us that we have been given the victory. Your word clearly tells us that we're seated with you above these things. That you have seated us in a place of victory. You've put victory in our hands. you put victory in our mouths. And so, Lord, we just decide, make the decision, we're going to walk there, praise God. What you've given to us, that victory you've given to us, praise God, we just choose to walk in it. It's ours, and we're not going to let the enemy steal it from us. No, or of our family, or of our children, 
regardless of what anybody has said in the name of Jesus or what our mind might try to tell us, we know that we have the victory. It's been given to us. We're more than conquerors. We are overcomers. Hallelujah. And during this Christmas season, we will be joyful. Ha, 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 ha. We will be joyful. We will be happy. We will be peaceful. And we will show good tidings to all. Hallelujah. Because you first brought the victory and gave it to us. So, Lord, I pray over every person here. And the kind of heaviness you go in Jesus' name. You can't stay. Be gone in the name of Jesus. Ha, 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 ha. Hallelujah. You know, sometimes you just need... It's been a joy having you with us today. We pray you've been blessed by spending the time in God's Word. Always remember, you're valuable and precious, special and important to Him.